Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. We greet you today once again with Jesus' joy in the name of he who is the only one that matters, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Welcome to our Tuesday Old Testament Word Walk that comes from the Great Awakenings Production Studios here at the St. James Missionary Baptist Church located in the city of Rocky Mount, North Carolina. I'm certainly grateful and thankful to have you joining us this Tuesday morning and want to take this moment to invite you to invite others to join us. Tag, share, invite them to join us for our time of walking through the Word of God. Those of you who are joining us, we're so glad to have you. Certainly would appreciate it if you would place in the comment section uh, where you are joining us for Bible study from uh, your city and state. Certainly would appreciate that um, as we want to be found uh, reaching the masses for the glory and the honor of our God. We are continuing in our study of the book of Leviticus as we continue to discuss uh, the subject matter of setting sights on spiritual standards. I want to encourage you now, if you haven't gotten that handout yet, scan that QR code that you now see on the screen and it will take you directly to uh, the handout that you can download and print and follow along with us as we walk through the Word of God. If you do not presently have access to it, it is available on the St. James Missionary Baptist Church website www.sjmbc-rm.org. Make sure that you look under the Old Testament Word Walk tab that's at the headline of the screen, and it will lead you right to uh, the book of Leviticus where you can download all of our handouts. Let's get ready to dive into our third lesson, uh, the third standard that we're going to take a look at in the book of Leviticus, uh, chapters one through seven, you remember, dealt with the standard or setting a standard for worship. Um, chapters eight, nine, and 10 dealt with setting a standard for uh, Christian leaders or for leadership. In today's lesson, we're going to take a look at the third standard. The third standard is found in chapters 11 and 12, and it is entitled Setting a Standard for Human Life and living. Um, we're, we're going to dive right into this, but before we do it, can we take a moment and let's pray and let's seek God's guidance and God's direction as we walk through his word together. Bow your heads with us now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you now telling you thank you, God, for this day that you blessed us to see. Thank you for our lives that you're blessing us to enjoy. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and your love toward us. And God, as we've come together for this opportunity to study your word, gain knowledge of your word, gain understanding of your word, I pray now that you would lead us, guide us, and direct us. God, as always, I ask for clarity of speech and clarity of thought that we will rightly divide this your word to these your people. I love you for it. I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray and we praise. Amen, amen, and amen. So this morning, as we look at Leviticus chapter 11, today I'm just going to take a look at the first 23 verses of this chapter. Um, I want to begin to develop, if you will, a three-part, uh, a three-point, rather, message that is found in this particular lesson. Um, if you're following the handout, 
Uh, let's make sure that we take a look at our introduction first and foremost. Uh, let's start there uh, with our introduction. The first point from the introduction is simply this. This lesson actually goes through chapters 11 through 15. Chapters 11 through 15 focus on the laws of clean versus unclean. Clean versus unclean is what we're going to take a look at um, in this particular uh, lesson phase today. What I want to make sure that we understand, as we have often heard the old cliche, cleanliness is next to godliness. And so often people have questioned that. They have debated that. What I'm prayerfully trying to present in this particular lesson between chapters 11 through 15 is understanding how closely cleanliness and godliness are connected. Cleanliness and godliness, or you might hear me say cleanliness and holiness are connected. Um, I want to make sure that we really drive that and we really understand that they are almost synonymous as it relates to our lives and our living in a way that brings glory and honor to God. Now, we're dealing with the, the Israelites. We're dealing with God's chosen people, and they have basically seen the best and the worst of life and living. They have encountered much. They have experienced much. And so now that they are free from slavery en route to the land of promise, the land that God has promised them, and now that they are making that journey, they have come through the wilderness, God is now using Moses to set some standards and to set some order for them to follow and for them to govern themselves by and so what we're going to see as we take a look at the next four to five chapters, chapters 11 through 15, we're going to see that they are going to discover that God values their lives physically just as much as he did spiritually. God puts value upon their human life as much as he did the spiritual life. That's the second point in the introduction that I would that you would grab today. This section of scripture teaches us that everyday living is just as important as spiritual living. What good is it for us to live spiritually when we, our lives, are not able to enjoy it? Can I say that again? What good is it for us to live spiritually and our lives are not able to enjoy the blessings that God has in store for us? So I want to make sure that you grab that, which really leads me to the third point that is found in our introduction. Uh, this section of scripture is going to teach us the importance of three things. There are three things that we're going to see in this particular lesson between chapters 11 and 12. There is a second piece um, in chapters 13 through 15 that deal with spiritual life and living. But there are three things here that are found that I really want to drive in for our time of sharing. Uh, number one, letter A, clean and healthy eating, which is the first thing that we're going to cover. That's what we're going to talk about today. Clean and healthy eating, eating right, eating. God cares so much about your physical diet as he does your spiritual diet. 
Amen. Making sure that you are eating clean, eating healthy. And we're going to see that as we walk through the word of God. Uh, the second piece we'll discover and we'll walk through it next week. The Lord shall say the same. Uh, Leviticus chapter 11, verses 24 through 47. We'll deal with clean and healthy living, living healthy, living clean. Uh, we're going to make sure that we are properly make, presenting ourselves uh, as human beings, holy and acceptable unto God. And then in chapter 12, which is a relatively short chapter, we're going to deal with clean and healthy childbirth. Um, it's a very, as you see, it's a very short chapter. It's only eight verses, uh, but there is so much in those eight verses that we are going to see as we walk through the word of God together. So listen, beloveds, let's dive right in today as we deal with clean and healthy eating. You know, we got to make sure that as we look at this from birth to burial for God's chosen people, they were to submit every area of their lives to the authority of God's law. Whether it was the food they selected, the food they prepared, caring for a mother, caring for a baby, diagnosing a disease or even disposal of waste. God, once again, is a God of specifics. Making sure, beloveds, that the Israelites understand that just as much as they had to obey God's law in ceremonial purity, they should seek to obey God as it relates to human life and living. And let's take a look at that. Let's dive right in and take a look at that as we take a look at the first uh, lesson point from this lesson. I'm going to take one point a week. Uh, for the next three weeks. So uh, that way we'll have as much time as we need. We're not rushing. We have as much time as we need to walk through the word of God. Our first point, clean and healthy eating. Clean and healthy eating. We're going to take a look at Leviticus chapter 11, verses 1 through 23. And I'm going to read those 23 verses for us now so that it will help set a foundation for our time in the word on this morning. Leviticus chapter 11, verses 1 through 23 from the English Standard Version, we find these words recorded. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, speak to the children of Israel, saying, these are the living things that you may not eat among all the animals that are on the earth. Whatever parts of whatever parts the hoof and is cloven footed and choose the cud among the animals you may eat. Nevertheless, among those that chew the cud or part the hoof, you shall not eat these. The camel, because it chews the cud, but does not part the hoof is unclean to you. And the rock badger, because it chews the cud, but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the hare, the rabbit, because it chews the cud, but does not part the hoof, is unclean to you. And the pig, uh-oh, because it parts the hoof and is cloven-footed, but does not chew the cud, is unclean to you. Somebody just got upset with me. You shall not eat any of, the, of their flesh. You shall not eat any of their flesh. And you shall not touch their carcasses. They are unclean to you. These you may, you may eat of all that are in the waters, 
everything in the waters that has fins and scales, whether in the seas or in the rivers, you may eat. But anything in the seas or in the rivers that has not fins or scales of the swarming creatures of the waters and of the living creatures that are in the waters is detestable to you. You shall regard them as detestable. You shall not eat any of their flesh. You shall detest their carcasses. Everything in the water that has not fins and scales is detestable to you. And these you shall detest among the birds. They shall not be eaten. They are detestable. The eagle, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the falcon of any kind. Every raiment, every raven of any kind, the ostrich, the night hawk, the seagull, the hulk of any kind, the little owl, the, cor the cormorant, the short-eared owl, the barn owl, the tawny owl, the carrion vulture, the stork, the heron of any kind, the hoopoe, and the bat, all wing insects that go on all fours are detestable to you. Yet among the wing instruments that go on all fours, you may eat those that have jointed legs above their feet with which to hop on the ground. Of them you may eat the locust of any kind, the ball locust, the cricket of any kind, and the grasshopper of any kind. But all winged insects that have four feet are detestable to you. Now, I know I've lost a lot of y'all. I know a whole lot of y'all have gotten upset with me, especially when I read verse seven and said that the pig should not be eaten. I'm going to ask you humbly to stick with me for the next uh, 25 to 30 minutes or so as we really bring some knowledge and some clarity uh, to what the what God has given Moses to give to the children of Israel. I need y'all to stick with me. Stick with me. Uh, there are a few things that I need to make mention of. Now, please understand that when you study the word of God, this is not the first time that there has been a discussion or God has had a discussion um, with as it related to clean or unclean animals. Believe it or not, this goes all the way back to Genesis. Point number one, point letter A under point number one, clean and unclean animals began with Noah. It's actually recorded in Genesis chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. And since Noah knew about the clean and the unclean animals, this distinction that's found here is a part of ancient tradition that came before Mosaic law. I want to make sure that we understand that. This, this is not something new. This is something that came beforehand. All right. When we think about clean and unclean, it's important, and this is why I needed y'all to stick with me, it's important that we understand point B, letter B under point number one, is understanding that clean or unclean had nothing to do with the animals. Whether a creature was clean or unclean had nothing to do with the quality of the beast, all right? Well, if that be the case, pastor, then what did clean and unclean have to do with? Point number C of our handout um, in this lesson today has to deal with the fact of understanding that 
Um, let me get an electronic stack right. There we are. Clean and unclean was based on what God said about the animal. Because according to Exodus chapter 15, verse 26, and Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 15, clean and unclean in God's sight had more to do with the health of the nation of Israel. It was basically to establish a dietary code to remind the Israelites that they belonged to God. That's, that's point number four of the handout. I told y'all, this is the reason why I told y'all I needed y'all to stick with me. I needed you to stick with me. Point number four, clean and unclean is to remind the Israelites, to remind God's chosen people that they belonged to God and they were obligated to keep themselves holy because anything that separated them from God would defile them. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that next week when we look at verse 44, because in verse 44 of Leviticus chapter 11, you're going to hear God use it. Be ye holy for I am holy. Make sure that everything that you do, uh, make sure that everything that you do represents God in a holy way. So, so this, this principle that God establishes with Moses and Aaron for his chosen people of separation from defilement basically was to make sure that they were reminded that they were to be holy in every area of their lives. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, y'all, it still applies to us, but in a different way. It applies to us, but in a different way. That's why I told y'all, don't get upset with me when you read verse seven and think you got to give up your bacon and your pork chops. I told y'all stick with me. Amen. Amen. Because here, what we are seeing here is we are, must understand that this process, this principle applied to New Testament believers and New Testament readers teaches us to remember that we ought to honor God in every aspect of our lives. First Corinthians chapter six, verse 20 reminds us that we are bought with a price. So we must honor God. We must glorify God in both our bodies and in our spirits, which both belong to him. Mm-hmm. First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. He said, look, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, do all to the glory of God. Make your point, pastor. God hasn't given us a list of clean and unclean like he did Israel, but he's revealed to us through his word that even in how we take care of our bodies, it shows that we are seeking to please him. Our bodies are a temple. We need to be found taking care of our bodies. How do we take care of our bodies? What is the standards for taking care of our bodies? We got to eat right. We got to rest. We've got to exercise. I'm going to take it a step further. Keep your mind away from negativity. Stay away from toxic environments. If it be possible, isn't that what Romans 12 verse 18 says? As much as lieth in you, live peaceably 
with all men. Dr. J. J. Uh, J. Even Harris, I hear you right about now. Live in peace and not in pieces. There, there are three facts that I need us to see in regards to this teaching of the clean and the unclean as it's found in the Old Testament. Three laws, three things I need to make sure. There, there are three facts that should be noted about our dietary laws or about the dietary laws of Israel. Let's take a look at them real quick. Here are the three facts. Number one, God gave these laws to the Jewish nation only. God gave these laws to the Jewish nation only. Mm-hmm. Number two, obeying them guaranteed ceremonial purity. It made the people pure ceremonially, but not holy. It did not automatically make them holy in their character. And thirdly, these laws were temporary and they ended, y'all, here it is. I told y'all to stick with me. They ended with Christ on the cross. As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to prove it to you in scripture. I'm going to prove it to you in scripture. Turn with me real quick to the book of Colossians. Colossians, 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 chapter number two. Look with me at verse 14 real quick. I want, I want to show it to you and I want to make sure that we are giving the full counsel of God's word. Colossians chapter number two. If you're following along uh, in the New Testament class, we will be covering this on this Thursday. So stick with it. Stick with it. Colossians chapter two, verse 14, verse 14. Matter of fact, let me go to verse 13. Colossians two, verse 13 and 14 says, and you who were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision, come on JT, of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiving us of all of our trespasses. Look at this y'all, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside. He abolished it. He got rid of it. These laws that were set up were ended with Christ came on the cross. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them. John chapter one, uh, I believe it's chapter one, verse 17 says, for the law was given by Moses. But we are not, not, no longer under the law. We un operate under grace and truth. And grace and truth made itself known by Jesus Christ. See, Jesus makes it clear to us that everything he creates is clean. It's found in Mark 7, chapter, 7 chapter, first verse, Mark 7 and 1. And God taught this lesson again to Peter before he sent him to minister to Gentiles who were identified in Acts chapter 10 verses 9 through 16 as unclean Gentiles. 
In Romans chapter 14, leading into chapter 15, Paul affirmed that special days and special diets must not be considered as a means or a measure of a person's spirituality. Saying to the, to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8, I, I hear somebody saying, Pastor, give us those scriptures again. I'll be glad to. Uh, uh, let me go back. Uh, we've dealt with Colossians 2.14. The second scripture I quoted, Mark chapter 7, verse 1. Third scripture, Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 16. The uh, fourth scripture I quoted where Paul said that man's spirituality must not be measured by what he eats. Romans 14, chapter 14th chapter, verse one into chapter 15, verse 13. And then next, first Corinthians chapter eight, verse eight. Paul tells the Corinthian church food doesn't bring us near to God. We are no worse if we do not eat. And we're no better than we do. Come on, make it live, Pastor. What I'm trying to get us to see in this lesson today is sometimes we can suffer from overkill. Amen. Overkill. Overkill. It's wrong. Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 through 23 teaches us that it's wrong to judge other Christians based on what they eat. As long as they believe God's word. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. As long as they believe God's word, that all foods are clean, and you ask God to bless the food, you have the right to eat it. I just set about half of the folk watching me free. I know I did. I just set you free. So let me give it to you real quick. 1 Timothy chapter number 4, verses 1 through 6. Let's go there real quick. We got time today. First Corinthians chapter chapter first Corinthians first Timothy. I'm sorry. Chapter four verses one through six. Look at what it says. Now, the spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons through the incense insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good. There it is right there. Verse four, everything created by God is what? Good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Why? Verse 5, it is made holy, <laughs> thank you, Jesus, by the word of God and by prayer. When you gather at your table and you begin to eat, you basically offer that blessing. See, that, that's why grace is so important. Father, make us truly thankful for the food we're about to receive, for the nourishment and strength of our physical body. In Jesus' name, amen. Verse six, if you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ, being trained in the words of faith and of the good doctrine that you have 
followed. So for that cause, it isn't necessary. And it wasn't necessary in today's lesson in Leviticus chapter 11 for every creature to be named. In fact, some of it is still a gray area because in this particular law that God gives Moses, it was there to give general characteristics of creatures that were approved and disapproved. And the people had to exercise discernment in uh, applying the law. Point number six from today's lesson. Lesson uh, Point number F, which is the last one, and I'm going to dive into and just break down a few things, making sure that we understand uh, what the word of God says. Clean and unclean, point number six, is a matter of discipline. That's where discernment kicks in. If a creature is doubtful, it is rejected. There's no sense for them to take a chance in becoming defiled. So what does, what does he say? What does he say? He lists four different animals, four different classes of animals that were clean or unclean. And I just want to go through it for the sake of Bible study, and then we'll come to a stopping point. The first one is found in verses one through eight, the land animals. He made it abundantly clear, all right, that the, only, the two requirements were that the animal chew the cud and have a split hoof. And if that animal only had one of the two items, then according to the law, that animal was unclean. Amen. That animal was considered unclean. All right. There were there were certain animals. If you look at it in verses one through eight that he referred to. All right. The in verse six, he talked about the hair. Verse seven, he talked about the pig, all right? Basically, the, the animals that don't chew the cud, they don't eat the cud, they don't chew the cud. They, are, they, they may chew the cud, let me get it right. They may chew the cud, but don't have hooves in their um, feet. They are still Unclean. It makes me think about something that I got to share with us here. It makes me think about the fact that where James said that a man that is guilty of part of the law is guilty of the whole law. And I already know right now that that people are probably thinking, well, pastor, help us out. What is the code in the Bible? I am so glad you asked. Let me see if I can give you an answer. All right. Uh, chewing the cud basically says that those who eat the food and, and attempt to digest it, but end up regurgitating it or vomiting it, they are unclean. That's what it means. You know, one of the marks of cleanliness in the sense of fit for food was that, that they were able to eat it and fully digest it. If they eat it and vomit it, you know, when we think about this, because I believe it's in the book of Proverbs where it talks about a dog coming back or returning to his own vomit. You should, you don't want to eat that. 
Amen. That's one of the reasons why the pig is often viewed as unclean. Because according to the Bible, the pig ain't anything. Even to today's day and time, we still feed the pig anything. So what's the difference between then and now? The difference between then and now is now we are taught that when we offer thanksgiving and ask God's blessings over it, it is made holy and we are able to eat it. All right. So, you know, when, when you think about chewing the cud, all right, basically those who can chew it, who can eat it, fully digest it, and do not regurgitate it, are those that are considered clean if they have the hoof in their feet. Rabbits don't have it. Pigs have it, but y'all caught the revelation. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. The second, the second animal that is listed um, in chapter 11 Verses 9 through 12 deal with the water creature. He said that those who have both fins and are scales are edible. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why all shellfish, catfish, and eels are prohibited. I, again, I know I've made some folks mad, but I've already told you, you've been freed because you're no longer under the law. All right. I'm teaching this for Bible study purposes. Aquatic creatures are scavengers, which means they burrow along the bottom of the water and pick up parasites that would have been dangerous to the people's health. Whereas fish swim freely through the water and they are free from such infection. Anybody catching it? The third group of animals, verses 13 through 19, are the birds, the fowl. Carrying, carry-on eating birds are defiled. What do you mean by that, Pastor? Those are the birds that eat off of the dead carcasses or the dead bodies of other animals. That's what the Bible talks about. Their blood is still in their flesh. They're dead. You see it all the time. You see it all the time. Birds do it even in today's day and time. If there's a deer on the side of the road that has been hit, he's dead. Those, those vultures, those big black birds will swarm over it and they'll have a good meal. Well, according to Old Testament law, you're not supposed to eat that. All right. They're not supposed to eat it. Why? It was dead. And two, the blood was still in the flesh, making it doubly unclean. In Exodus chapter 16, you remember when Israel was wanting meat and God sent quail for them to eat? Why? There were birds that were feeding off of the dead carcasses and the dead animals. That was during the time of the plagues. They were eating off of those dead animals. And if the nation of Israel had eaten it, they would have defiled themselves. It would have caused harm and brought harm to their bodies. It would have caused them more harm than good. All right. Verses 20 through 23 deal with the flying insects. All insects were forbidden except those with jointed hind legs. And I'm going to be honest, we don't even eat them now. Locust, catadids, crickets, grasshoppers. Those of us who are brought up in the Western uh, cultures, 
but we may not eat them in the West, but actually, believe it or not, in the East, that's a major part of their diet. Remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist, according to Matthew chapter three, I believe it is, lived on a diet of locusts and wild honey. In so many words, cockroaches, flies, I told y'all, you know, thank God we have been freed from the law. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but it's something that I really want to make sure that you understand. Dr. Warren Wiersbe shares a story that several years ago, he went underwent an annual physical. And the doctor found out that his sugar was a little high. And so he checked it. The doctor told him to check it. And then after a while, he told him that he was a borderline diabetic, which would have really set him up for something really major. And he said the easiest solution that the doctor told him to avoid um, any sort of sickness or what have you was to go on a diet. But he shared in that point something very powerful. Dr. Wiersbe said that the doctor told him the secret to a happy diet is to learn how to hate the things that are good for you and to enjoy the things that are. Let me say that right. You got to learn how to hate the things that aren't good for you. Let me get it right. And to enjoy the things that are. And that's a principle that I think we need to make sure that we see, even in our lives as believers. The quickest way to get rid of the excess weight, to get rid of the things that would cause harm to our lives, is we got to make sure even from a physical standpoint, we're eating healthy. I know, I know, I know Sashawn is going to love me today, but I need to make sure that you understand that involves fruits, vegetables. Are you drinking your water? Are you taking care of yourself? See, we thought that that was just a health and wellness principle. We have learned today that's a biblical principle. It's a Bible principle. For the Jews, the Jews under the old covenant had to adopt that same outlook. They had to take that same position. They had to learn to despise the foods that God said were unclean and had to learn how to enjoy the foods that God said were clean. It's a choice, y'all between pleasing themselves or pleasing God. If they ate unclean, they pleased themselves. But if they ate clean, it was pleasing God. And I want to close here today and stop right here today by just reminding us that it is the same thing spiritually as well as physically. We honor God in our bodies when we learn how to take care of our bodies. Okay? The Bible did not say that bodily exercise was no profit. It just said it profited a little bit, which basically says there is some good. There is some profit in taking care of your body. There is some profit in eating right. There is some profit in exercise. Lord knows there is some profit. JT Worthy, you're talking to yourself. There is some profit in learning how to get rest. There is healing. I'm, I'm, I'm writing right now, and this is where one of the areas that I'm working on in my writing. There is healing in learning how to say no. And that's not just in a spiritual principle. That's even physically, mentally, emotionally. You want to be healed? 
You want to have a clean life? You want to have a clean heart? You got to stay away from that unclean stuff. You got to stay away from stuff that brings shame instead of glory to the name of God. What about your friends? What about the folks you're hanging out with? What about the folks that you're connected with? Are they, are they building your spirit or are they vexing it? I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick it up next week looking at the remainder of chapter 11 as we take a look at the second point of learning how to live clean versus unclean. We've talked about clean versus unclean eating today. Next week, we're going to dive in a little bit further by dealing with clean and unclean eating, uh, unclean living. We dealt with eating today. Living is next week. So I promise you, it's really going to open our eyes, not only to standards that God set for his chosen people then, but even for us today. As always, beloveds, if you have any questions from today's lesson from Leviticus chapter 11, verses 1 through 23, I invite you to drop those questions in the comment section. As always, if you are in the morning class, don't forget we are teaching the class in person and we will see your questions as soon as we wrap up. If you are in the evening class, do know that we are behind the scenes and uh, we will be happy to be found answering your questions as they appear in the comment section. Don't forget, next week, we're going to continue in this lesson of dealing with the standards for human life and living. Uh, we're going to take a look at the second point of the lesson. We dealt with healthy eating today. Let's talk about healthy living next week. It's going to be a phenomenal lesson, and I believe that it is going to bless your life, and I pray that it helps you build a stronger relationship with God as you seek to take care of the one body and the one life that he has given you. In the way of announcements, beloveds, do not forget, please let's not forget this evening at uh, 6.30, uh, let's not forget um, our youth choir and praise team are rehearsing uh, this evening at 6.30. Definitely would love to have you here, uh, all members of the praise team. Parents, please bring our babies out for youth choir rehearsal. Uh, they try to keep it at one hour or less. So from 6.30 to 7.30, you can just come and you're welcome to sit in the church. You're welcome to sit in the parking lot. They are not very terribly long, uh, but I would that you would please bring them out to choir rehearsal on this evening at 6.30. Don't forget, tomorrow at 12 noon, our hour of power prayer time, uh, Minister Stephanie is in charge. I want to invite you to join them for that time of prayer, praise, worship, and uplift. Uh, to the inspirational voices, don't forget, rehearsal tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. All members of the St. James Ministerial staff, don't forget our staff meeting tomorrow at 6 o'clock as well. Cyber Sunday School replays tomorrow at 6 p.m. The New Testament Bible study takes place on Thursday at 11.30 and 7 p.m. Don't forget, beloveds, this coming Sunday. It's the first Sunday of the 11th month. Uh, thank God we are quickly uh, coming to the close of another year. want to invite you to join us this coming Sunday as we celebrate and worship God together. It is Family and Friends Day at the St. James Missionary Baptist Church. want to definitely invite you to come and join us in worship on this coming Sunday uh, at 10.30. Don't forget Sunday School, Cyber Sunday School at 9 o'clock, in-person Sunday School, 9.15. To those members who are new to the St. James family, don't forget new members class 
uh, begins Sunday at nine o'clock as well. Certainly want to ask that we will continue to lift up our sick, our shut in in our thoughts and in our prayers. Let's keep those families whose hearts are saddened in bereavement in our prayers as well. Let's pray one for another. Kind Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this time. Thank you for this privilege. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people on today. God, I thank you that you've allowed this word to minister to us. And I pray that everything that has been done, said, is found pleasing in your sight and to the glory of your name. God, help us to live lives that are full of life, full of strength, full of health, full of happiness. Help us to be found watching our choices as it relates to eating. Father, help us to be found exercising, to take care of the body, to rest, to read, to be found restoring the heart, the mind, the spirit, and the body to greater glory for you. We thank you for this, and we thank you for knowing already that everything we've asked, we shall receive according to your will, your way, and your word. Keep us and we'll be kept. Bless us and we'll be blessed as we want to be found living a life that brings glory and honor to you. This is our prayer. I offer it now in Jesus' name. We pray and we praise. Amen, amen, and amen. To God be all of the glory. Thank you so much for joining us for Bible study. I pray that you have a blessed rest of the week, rest of the day. It's our will, but it's got to be the will of God. We will be together next Tuesday for another point, another walk through the word of God. Until such time, be blessed, be safe, and know as always, beloved, we love you all.